0: Of babies. What in the heck? Um, we'll tell you what a baby is and we'll tell you what Megan Markle's plans are on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. This was a term I was not familiar with, but then I saw it in a headline yesterday. And then there was another headline today that intersected with our pop culture world.
1: So we love Meghan Markle, of course. Uh, We love to pay attention to Meghan Markle and stories about her. But when I saw this story, I was like, this reminds me of something we just talked about. Um, So the headline is that she plans to raise her child with a, quote, fluid approach to gender. And look, I'm all for, you know, sort of exploring gender and figuring out uh, what it really means and how we deal with it in society and ways to deal with it better. You know, so all of that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, This particular story claims, according to Vanity Fair, she, by the way, did you know that they're expecting a son, allegedly?
0: Yeah, I, I, I now that you said that, I remember seeing a headline that they had maybe accidentally identified the gender of the baby they're having.
1: Well, on Wednesday, sex, she allegedly told her friends at that baby shower that uh-huh. she was expecting a son. Um, and it says Megan has been talking to some of her friends about the birth and how she and Harry plan to plan to raise their baby. Her exact word was fluid. A source told the magazine, she says that they plan to raise their child with a fluid approach to gender and they won't be imposing any stereotypes. So, you know, that just that sounds kind of like a cute headline to me. Mm -hmm. I think there is a serious topic there, which we can talk about, certainly. But when I see things, you know, like "Mm, we're going to have a gender fluid approach to our babies. I want to be like, "Um, I think babies are generally gender fluid because babies don't really, you know,
0: do gendery things,
1: do very much gendery things. So. That's kind of the thing that got me about this particular story because it's like, well, I'm glad you won't be imposing any stereotypes on your children. I mean, that's problematic for a number of reasons, one of which is like you're in the royal family. Let's talk about gender stereotypes. You're kind of a part of an institution that's been imposing them upon people for hundreds of years yeah. and actually to the point of murdering them. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to get too deep on that royal family. Mm-hmm. However, the other conversation about that is... um even if you don't want to impose gender stereotypes on your children i'm not sure what that means maybe you're going to have gray colors in your nursery versus blue or maybe you'll have yellow instead of blue and pink mm-hmm. right society's going to do enough to engender your children so that's why i feel like it's a little a little you know, silly or um, lighthearted when they say things like this.
0: I, you know, it's funny. Well, I have a couple thoughts on that, but but the first thing I'll say is that the, it is interesting to hear the conversations arise about this notion of how you're going to raise your child to not, you know, subscribe to gender norms. You know, I, to your point, a baby when they're babies. The things that we're doing that maybe impose gender norms are things like the colors that they're dressed in, or like you said, like a color of a nursery or a pronoun that you would use to describe the baby or just their name in general, yeah. but Typically, they're not like showing a preference to anything except for sleeping and pooping <laughs> and eating. And none of those things are particularly gendered activities. Those are just that's what your body does. You don't yeah. take a girl poop. You mm-hmm. poop a, a baby poop. Sorry, that maybe was not the best example. I'm just saying it's an example, but it is the example that I'm going to give. And so this whole notion of babies. Well, no, they're just they're babies. That's what they are. We don't need to call it anything other than it is. I will also say this to your point. The world does plenty of this ascribing gender roles to your child and you can do your part at home. But I also think we were all amazing parents before we had children. Yeah. We all had perfect ideas about how we were going to raise our children until they were actually here. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then you're like And then you're um, like, Oh,
0: I turns out I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Or I don't really care,
0: right? Or like theories because are theories, I got them and they're fed great, and put but to bed exactly and pooped, and I'm you and know I'm and my teeth are brushed, and yeah. that's all that matters um, in a day. The
1: other thing I did want to say is again, not to complicate this particular story, is not talking about let's say transgender issues, right. intersex issues, like actual scientific or biological gender issues. Gender is so much more than, uh, you know, it's a it's mm-hmm. a long and deep conversation that we don't have enough time to address accurately be on the surface on this show, but this particular story uses those terms to to literally describe what they're doing in their nursery. For example, the Sussexes have planned a gender-neutral nursery with white and gray colors.
0: Okay, well, don't even get like, me started about the bad idea of putting white in a nursery. It's not going to stay white for long. Well, also, well, I
1: mean, there's Will, because, like, they have servants. Yeah, you're right. Servants, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. Which, again, I, I, okay, so, anyway, um, <laughs> um, uh, also, I do think I do just laugh at the notion of we're going to, like, take away boundaries and rules and and stereotypes in the context in, of the royal family.
0: In the monarchy. Yeah.
1: Let, <laughs> let's see how well that works. Um, an institution which is just a bunch of stereotypes and rules. Um, but also, do, I don't know. There could be actual science about this, but I don't believe that. Your child's gender is in some way affected, muted, or encouraged, or heightened because of the color of their nursery. Mm -hmm. I would imagine there's some science about how different colors affect children, but to think that like "Mm, we're going to keep things gender fluid and do yeah and do uh, gray in the nursery—that's just like okay, woo. Look at you, social reformer.
0: Well, yeah, some of it, it's, I mean, I understand, here's what I understand. I understand sort of like, uh, I believe what Kate Hudson talked about when she was brought into this conversation was basically it was, she said, you know, we're just going to like the toys that are available are the toys that are available. So there are trucks and there are dolls and there are whatever, and the child decides what they're going to play with. And, uh, you know, to me, yes, that, that is, I I think that is kind of a non overthinky way. Of allowing the child to decide their own preferences. What do you want to play with? Also, though, also, it is the adults that ascribe the gender to those products. It is the adults that are saying, you know, trucks are typically well, yeah, I was boy are The problem dolls with are gender is girl. adults,
1: not children. Right. So try as you might uh, to influence your children. I mean, not that it's, I'm not saying you shouldn't or you can't, but I would imagine that Society at large has so many un. We are so unaware of the ways that society is reinforcing our gender stereotypes. Absolutely,
0: and again, I will say, uh, you know, when it comes to parenting theories, trust me, I read a ton of books. I was very thoughtful about how I wanted to raise my own children, uh, and when they come out of you and they present to you different sort of challenges it all kind of gets toppled on its head a little bit. And you also realize that they are not parented in a vacuum. Although I will say the Royal child kind of probably is, but you know, they're not parented in a vacuum. They're not raised in a vacuum. You can't control every single image that comes into their eyes. You can only control how you react to that. And it is stunning when you start to hear reflected back to you, the lessons that they're learning from the broader community that you were not prepared for. Mm-hmm. And I you know, every parent I think learns that through their journey. And I'm sure that Megan and Harry will learn it as well. But kudos, fly high. I believe in you. That's my message to Megan. Wow. Okay. You're welcome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Paul McGuire Grimes is gonna come in, join us, and tell us what we should be watching this weekend. It's Paul's trip to the movies after this on My Talk 1071. Paul McGuire grimes from Paul's trip to the movies. He joins us on Fridays on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. dot com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer.
1: Thanks for coming in this crap weather. Thanks for you having made me. It. I did make
2: it. I just want my husband and my mother to know. Okay. I'm here he's here safe.
0: Listen, he's here. Well, Hopefully
2: you'll get home
1: safe. Y- yes. Okay.
0: He will get home safe. If we are going to have positive Positive thoughts. attitude
1: here. Uh, I'm just saying.
0: But he didn't come here to <laughs> talk about the safety of the roads today. <laughs> he came to tell us what we should be watching this weekend, because that's what Paul does. Right.
2: And I've got three really good family picks.
0: Yes.
2: Which, Colleen, I think will interest you for yes. sure. So do you want to go animated, or do you want to go wrestling? Oh
0: wow! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's start with animated and end with wrestling. Sounds like fun.
2: So, How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World is now in theaters, and this is the this is the conclusion of this trilogy that DreamWorks started. And in this one, Hiccup, who is this Viking leader, is trying to find a new home. This kind of dragon utopia for his best friend Toothless and all the other dragons when their island is becoming overpopulated and when there's a new dragon hunter set out to kill the dragons.
1: This is the third, as you said, in the trilogy, so this will be the last one. I have only seen the first one, and I, I will say I think the first one was adorable. These, it, this is a great trilogy Gal.
2: it isn't like let's just keep making money like you can tell that they thought put thought and process into building these characters and in this one we really see how hiccup and toothless have really grown up over the last three movies and how hiccup has to kind of find his own legacy apart from his dad and kind of part ways with toothless that's not really a spoiler but like you know he may have to let toothless go now that toothless has a girlfriend mm-hmm. of his own
0: oh so this is kind of like a series that grow or uh or, uh, what's the word like a franchise that kind of grows with yes, which I love that. I have to confess, I've never seen any of them. I so do I need to see the others in order to see this? I don't you think might you might as well. I,
2: yeah, I mean, you yeah. might as well, but I don't think you need to because I think the story holds its own. It's not just rehashing the other two, it definitely holds its own. But I think you then get that emotional arc mm-hmm. if you've been on the
0: Hickup's yeah. journey
1: so far growing up. I mean, it's not like a huge endeavor, right? I and mean, you can stream right. the other two for sure,
0: absolutely. And, I just didn't know if I could like go straight. Straight to the theater if I gotta wait a few
1: days. You don't.
2: You don't need to wait a few days. Okay. And the animation is stunning. Like when they get to the hidden world, it's all of these neons and like this glowing hues. It's really beautiful, visually stunning animation for DreamWorks.
0: Okay. How many uh, tickets? Three are out of five
2: ticket stops. Oh, yeah. That is Jay good. Baruchel, America Ferrera, Kate Blanchett. is in it. Movie yeah. if you want one. Exactly.
0: Now let's go to wrestling. I, okay, you say, you say <laughs> that, and I did too. Like, what do you mean wrestling,
2: first of all? Like WWE wrestling. And so this, is this is a movie? Yeah, it's called Fighting With My Family, and it's based okay. on a true story about who, Paige. And she and her brother are uh, come from a wrestling family in England. They are they are asked to try out for the WWE and what happens when she makes it to the Divas program, and then he is told that he cannot move forward when this really was his dream all along. Oh, interesting. And Where did
1: this movie come from?
2: Uh, I mean, England. It's a, so Stephen Merchant, who is from The Office and Extras. He wrote and directed, okay. it, and then The Rock produced it and stars as oh, himself. Cool. in it. Okay. Yeah, I just hadn't heard, heard kind of anything that, about
1: this, and it just right. sounds like such an odd, out of out of uh, you know, left field. Kind of. Plot. I mean,
2: I don't know if it got like a huge. Um, marketing campaign here uh-huh. but I think if you're in the know in the wrestling community you definitely know who Paige is you definitely know who The Rock is of course right. you probably know this story and again I know nothing about wrestling and uh-huh. I really we really dug this movie okay. as it okay. really more about their family units Lena Headey from Game of Thrones is in it completely unrecognized Unrecognizable. Nick Frost is also in it. It's a. It's funny. It's heartwarming, and it kind of shows that family and being there for your family comes in any look, any mm-hmm. yeah, di- diverse like. It's a good
1: it is. is it's it a really good message. Is messages, it like? Is
0: this based on a true story? Yeah, okay. On page, yeah. I, Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, story. like, I just didn't even know. I, I any mean, of I only that. knew that. Duh, uh, the yeah. Everybody yeah. knows that. about Page. Duh. Um. No. <laughs> no here's dude, what though. I love about this is you know there's even though. It's about WWE. Mm -hmm. There is something relatable in that storyline in the sense that brothers and sisters, brothers and brothers, sisters and sisters, the kids siblings get competitive with each other. And when there's one thing that is one of those siblings dreams and the other one shows up with a little more talent or a little bit more of the je ne sais quoi. um, That is really that can create some serious rifts in right. the family unit.
2: It, and we see that happening here. And how does this family kind of form a bond again after yeah,
0: that? Very cool. So what did you end up doing? I'm giving, giving it, it four
2: out of five ticket stops. Wow. It can be it's a very emotional movie too if you if you relate to these topics and um yeah.
0: I I kind of also appreciate the fact that like it's a about a WWE situation, right. and you don't doesn't sound like you have to be into no. wrestling. To... If you like a
2: good underdog sports yeah. movie like that, you know you'll you'll dig it for sure. Okay, okay. so
1: um, let's say I don't want to leave the house this weekend. <laughs> right. do I can't I imagine options?
2: why you do. So the big release this week on Blu-ray and DVD and on demand was Ralph breaks the Internet. I oh, heard okay. this was
0: amazing. Uh, we My children rated it. it very highly. Oh, okay on mm-hmm.
2: the on the Ollie yeah. Keller Tillis yes. ratings and stuff. Loved it very. Well loved. So, this is what Ralph and Vanellope head into the world of the internet from their arcade games to find this missing piece. And Ralph learns the dangers of becoming a, uh, an internet sensation. Mm-hmm. And what does that teach someone? And for me, like, it was stunning to have a Disney movie than bring life to what the internet interwebs are like for kids because kids are so used to being on YouTube mm-hmm. or being in the internet yeah. and then to make sense of what that community looks like and then teach kids like there's a downside to being internet famous. Yeah, they don't see
1: any of that. Typically. No, they don't. They just see like what they think they want. Exactly. I mean, like we used to, I mean, this really is the same story. It, it's just for a different generation. Right.
2: Uh, and speaking to them on their level and what mm-hmm. happens when Ralph breaks the internet,
0: if you will, because mm-hmm. he's so
2: famous. And then mm-hmm. what happens when he reads the comments section and that is hurtful.
0: I'm telling you this is a lesson that is so needed right now and honestly even specifically right now uh given some of the you know rumors that have been spread or those um viral i'm speaking directly about that momo challenge yes i was just that we've now learned is it was a hoax Mm -hmm. um but the we are disengaged as parents, not intentionally, just by virtue of the fact that we were not raised in the age language. of the internet. No, yes. and when I look at how my kids talk about, they ask me questions that I think are so interesting about my social media presence. So they'll say things like, "How many likes did that get?" And I'm like, "I don't even know." Or I like, right. "How many, how many followers do you have on blah blah blah?" And I am always really cautious about. I want them to understand that that is not any measure of who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. It is simply, uh, it is simply sort of the reality of, of what I do for a living or just, you know, but it doesn't reflect on me and my goodness or my badness or my whatever. Um, And also don't read the dumb comments.
2: Yeah. And we've seen recently, uh, YouTube has talked about how they're going to dismantle. Is that the right word? The comment section for videos that have kids in them. Yeah. So, yeah, again, this movie. So, it was written by Phil Johnson, who's from Minnesota. So, there's yes. the, the Minnesota connection to this movie. And then Disney is also making fun of themselves with their princess tropes in this movie. Too. I love that. It's just the funniest scene in the movie it has all of the princess characters back. And it is. I will perfect. say, Jamie, that he loved this movie. Good. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, what, and, you know, for a grown a ass man to love an animated movie is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Even though you're a grown ass man I as
2: well. Am. Yeah. Brian and I both loved it. It's just so creative and intelligent.
0: Okay. For see now, adults, now I'm parents. mad that I send my kids off with a grandparent to go see it, at night and I didn't go along. Well, so well, guess what? I can watch it this weekend. It yeah.
2: All right.
0: Yes. Well, thank oh, you, Paul thank Maguire. Thanks for having me today. Are you going to be on Twin Cities Live yes, today? Yes, I will. All right, well, make good. that drive worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <was> say, <laughs> Camp be, be safe food on your <laughs> way home. Tune in to Twin Cities. if you have any problems. we'll
1: send people.
0: Sure. Uh, Paul McGuire Grimes You can see him on Twin Cities Live After 3 o'clock And uh, we'll be right back With some crazy Stupid idiots Dumb people Doing dumb things On My Talk 107.1 Rough life Sorry about it Bradley Trainer uh hey before we get to these crazy stupid idiots we got to tell you about we got a little something to give away on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment i am colleen lindstrom that guy over there that's bradley trainer and the thing we'd like to give away is a family four pack of tickets to disney on ice to caller number 12 whoa I guess we're going 12, 651 1071 sorry, sorry. He said it, so Thank we got to do it now. So I owe you one. Sorry about it. Now, so you can get to those calls and count all the way to 12, let's get to those crazy, stupid idiots. One of them I'll being Bradley cookie. Trainer. <laughs> uh,
1: she doesn't even have time to play the intro. No, she's trying well to get it on the right place. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot.
0: <laughs> Colleen and Bradley present... C-S-I.
2: It stands for Crazy Stupid
1: Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy stupid idiots. That's crazy stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of...
0: Florida. Florida. We're going to Pennsylvania first. That's Uh, not in Florida. No, correct. It's in Erie, and we're going to the area of Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, So on Monday, a guy broke into a garage... And he bought and he stole a bunch of stuff. Okay. Kind of garden variety, right? Like a burglary type guy gets into the garage and steals stuff. Eh, Boring. But one of the things he stole was a sled. And then he thought he was being genius when he used that sled to pile it up with all the other stuff he was stealing. And then he used the sled to transport all the things he was stealing To his home two blocks away. Whoa,
1: that's what?
0: Now he pulled the sled two blocks from the garage he broke into and stole all the stuff to his home. What do you think happened, Bradley? They followed the tracks. Exactly. 28 year old (laughs) Matthew McClure had basically just created a path for the cops to follow
1: to find all the stuff.
0: This is so genius! It's gonna be so easy for me to get all steel stuff, the steel stuff—the stuff I stole uh, to my house. The steel stuff, <laughs> the stuff I stole to my house. I'm just gonna put it on the sled. But nope, the tracks left in the snow led the cops directly to his home. Now he is oh facing God. multiple felonies for burglary, criminal trespass, theft, and receiving They'll stolen property. Never noticed all these right? tracks. Let me just tell you some of the stuff that he did steal, though.
1: Okay,
0: uh, hunting gear mm-hmm. and tools. Okay. And then, quote, other various items was this like
1: drugs or something? because I feel um, like you you can't be that dumb, can
0: you? No, I think he could be that dumb because he was also arrested back in October for two other thefts in the same neighborhood. So he just maybe doesn't have a car and he needs to do all also, of his thieving sled? and walking distance, yeah, I mean,
1: like, oh, I'm just gonna get him sled yeah. over here. And well, I mean, he took the sled too and-
0: so he thought he was being smart. Turns out, sometimes you think you're being smart, you're being real no, dumb. No, he was
1: being real dumb.
0: Yeah. I don't want to get you out of the very relaxed position you're in yeah. currently, but I, I, you do have a crazy, stupid idea I do. to share. No, I totally do. Okay, tell me.
1: I'm excited to tell you about mine, and we get to go to Georgia, which okay. is in Georgia. Covington, Georgia, in fact, and I need to go... You know, actually, we were here earlier this week. We were at a McDonald's, I think because R. Kelly... Oh, yeah. Was eating McDonald's yeah. after he got uh, bailed, bailed out, by out of jail sh- by a lady he met, on, met a on a cruise. It was a dinner cruise. was on a cruise and spent her six figures on R. Kelly, the six figures she got from a settlement after her child passed away from a horrible accident. And so she was paid a bunch of money and she decided to spend some of that money on R. Kelly. I
0: bet her, her child is very proud oh, God. of mom.
1: Not note. Let's go back to McDonald's, but not the same one where R. Kelly okay. was having his French fries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're going to Covington, Georgia, where a lady got real angry.
0: What happened?
1: Okay, well, first of all, I need to tell you that her name, because we like to shame the guilty, is Ana Luisa Guiti Baltazar. Okay. She's, that's a very regal name. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of names. Ana Luisa, turns out, Went up to the counter one day at the McDonald's and said, I would like a flaky dessert with gooey, warm filling. Okay. That's also known as an apple pie.
0: Yeah. The older apple, apple pies are awesome.
1: Okay, let it go. I haven't had a new been one. they have gone for decades. I know, but I
0: just haven't had a new one recently. This one so. doesn't
1: look so bad. Okay. Um, so she ordered it. Now, I would like to just clarify. Do you know how much an apple pie costs? Because I didn't.
0: I'm going to guess like two forty nine. $1.06. Oh, really?
1: For an apple pie.
0: That's a steal.
1: A warm apple pie fresh out the oven. Okay, so she All goes right. up and says, I would like a warm apple pie. They're like, Sure, ma'am. You're going to have to wait about five minutes. Okay. And that's when things took a turn for the worse. Oh. Because Ana Luisa, we, Balthazar started screaming and went into a full rage
0: hungry people get angry this is what I learned day after day
1: well hence a term that they've now coined for it hangry oh I thought it was hungry
0: what hungry oh you're teasing
1: (laughs) okay so hangry is hungry and angry right yeah so hungry is just hungry hungry and and angry angry
0: but different I got (laughs) it
1: it's not really a thing it was Hello. a junk. Okay, so she was hungry or hangry uh-huh. and started uh, screaming and using profanity. Oh. Now, that's not it. She also aggressively walked towards the employee who she'd ordered the pie mm-hmm. from. I don't know how you aggressively like, walk towards someone. That's toward
0: what I'm someone. trying to envision. Like, oh, I, I'm I getting aggressive. She I also
1: walk. punched her fist into her hand.
0: That, that that's how because that's because that's aggressive. Yeah, that's how you knew she was aggressively walking.
1: Police showed up and said, "Well, ma'am, you're under arrest." And suddenly that was,
0: "Well, ma'am, well, ma'am, you're, you're under, under arrest. arrest."
1: And that's where that one dollar and six cent pie turned into an eight hundred and thirty seven dollar disorderly conduct oh. citation but wait there's more mm. because that wasn't good enough um i don't know if perhaps her vehicle was parked incorrectly or something um because they towed her car oh my gosh. so they got a charge they she got charged for a car tow and my favorite thing about this story is that the person who was in the um restaurant at the time said this is crazy over a dollar apple pie. I mean, really, people have lost their minds. She needs to go to church and find Jesus. <laughs> oh. I mean, absolutely right. Again, mm. I would just like to point out she went in for a dollar and six cent pie. Yeah. Came out with eight hundred and thirty seven dollar disorderly conduct mm. citation, and her car was towed. I mean Which is probably another two hundred and fifty dollars.
0: That's a bad day. Yeah. That is the definition of a bad day. So
1: if somebody says, wait five minutes for the pie, you say, okay.
0: okay. I mean, Or if that's say, not- I'll go
1: to Burger King and get, you know, uh, one of them s'more pies or whatever they have. Don't, don't they, have, like, some, they have like uh, some Oreo pie? Or, oh, yeah, 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 right? yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, if that's not rock bottom, for <laughs> like I just, I'm bottom. worried about her.
1: Although um, you can understand. I mean, I could see, that, what's the menu item that would get you... You know, that
0: riled up. Okay. Can I tell you, I've got a strategy because nothing would get me that riled up.
1: Nothing at a McDonald's because, because it takes five y- minutes.
0: Yeah. And if you are having to wait five minutes for the apple pie, I would say that's an opportunity to order something in addition from the dollar <laughs> menu that's already prepared. Yeah.
1: Like some fries, some just nuggets. just kind of
0: tie you over. I mean, like an appetizer. it's just a dollar. I'm sure if you're, you know, if you're out, you don't have that extra dollar somebody's going to pay it forward if they know it means that, that you're not going to be walking aggressively toward them i'm just saying yeah just th- use that time wisely that she needs to go gained. to church
1: and find jesus she does. says trey
0: she does um now we shall go to australia rise up lights rise up lights i have just yes. have to get in the mood <laughs> we're going to australia where a 23-year-old young man uh, was being chased by cops because he was a burglary suspect. This happened on Tuesday at about 3 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he was running from the cops. And this is like a scene straight out of a movie, right? You're running, 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 running. And then there's a six-foot fence. What are you going to do? Climb the fence. You climb the fence. What had happened, though, is when he climbed the fence... He got stuck Oof. and he kind of fell down a little bit, uh, uh, um, a little bit. OK, but he mean? didn't fall down all the way because his undies were stuck on the fence.
1: Oh, so
0: he got a big fence wedgie. <laughs> and as the cops say, when they caught up with him, he, they found him, quote, dangling upside down from the fence by his underwear. Oh, man. So, I mean, that's why the would bummer. you just
1: tear your undies off?
0: I mean, good question. Who doesn't because,
1: have tearaway undies?
0: Because Bradley, then he would have, have been cited for indecent uh,
1: expose exposure. Or- exactly. Yeah,
0: well. and he didn't want an, an extra charge. Unlike the previous lady we were talking about. That's true. Uh, in any case, I mean, how nice is that? That fence just caught him. He just was hanging out waiting. Uh, they did arrest him for trespassing for violating his bail an and idiot trap. Exactly for carrying a knife. Hmm. And by the way, that is not the first time that has happened. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show at 2.45 every day, we play a fabulous game, and that game is the Throwback Live. We're going to do that after this. My Talk 1071
1: Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a 7-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433 and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.